The amusing podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which we live and work. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and wish to extend that respect to all Indigenous peoples in Australia today. This episode was recorded on Wurundjeri land of the Kulin Nation. Welcome back to another episode of The Amusing Podcast, the podcast where we muse and be amused by life. I'm Mel. And I'm Izzy. And on today's episode, we're chatting about communication and specifically feedback and why we think that it's very often the basis of all human relationships. As we learn and grow through our 20s, we feel like it's not uncommon to experience challenges within friendships or hit bumpy roads in relationships. And maybe this can lead to some frustration building as we consider how to tell someone that something they're doing or not doing is bothering us. In the past few months, Izzy and I have been talking a lot about how important it is for us to be able to provide feedback to one another. Especially while working on this podcast, we've noticed the value of communicating clearly in order to avoid these sticky situations. We have also experienced times in our own lives where we have needed to be honest with our friends, work colleagues, partners, and ourselves. In general, we've found that relaying feedback has improved these situations for ourselves and positively impacted those relationships. So today we're going to chat about a couple of different things, why we think we need feedback and honest communication and how it's integral to our relationships, Uh, the do's and don'ts of giving feedback and when you should or shouldn't give friends feedback, how we can make this feedback constructive and pretty much painless for all involved, and how we can improve the way in which we receive feedback. Let's get into it. So Izzy, tell us what's amusing. Well, the other day I came across a new word or like a new phrase which I'm wondering if you've heard of because I mm. hadn't heard of and I was surprised that I hadn't heard of it. Yeah. Um do you know what a girl's girl is? No, I've never heard of that. <laughs> so if you're <laughs> if you're a girl's girl or you're not a girl's girl. A girl's girl or you're not a girl is this like how there's like no, I have no idea. No, no idea. right. No, neither did I and I think it's apparently a thing. Maybe mm. with the young'uns that we don't know about. Anyway, so a girl's girl is basically someone who, like, supports other girls and brings other girls up. Um, and if you're not a girl's girl, you're, like, cool with the guys, you know? Like, oh. you hang out with the guys, you've got guy friends, yeah. you put down other girls when you're around guys to make yourself look better. So it's kind what of like you... pick-me energy. Yeah, that is a bit pick-me energy. So what if you're a person that... Also supports the girls, but also has guy friends. I think that's fine. I think is the there a label though for that? Well, or not? I'm not is sure that? if there's a label for that. The point, <laughs> I guess, the point is, is that you, um, that you prioritize your girl friendships over like being cool with the guys. That's what a girl's girl is. Oh, okay. So the girl's girl is the pick me kind of energy. No, no, no. no. I'm getting confused. <laughs> if you're not a girl's oh, if girl, if you're not a girl's girl, that's sorry. the pick me energy. Gotcha. Whereas if mm. you're a girl's girl, then you're like, you know, you support the girls. You you bring them up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, Makes sense. That's very random. But that I is random. How did you come across that? Um, I was having a conversation with my sister and it somehow came up and we were talking about it. I think, mm. don't know if she found it online or no, no she, she just it. knew it in her brain. But I was like, oh, mm. I feel old. I don't know what that was. <laughs> what have you been musing about? Um, what have I been musing about? Well, actually, I also discovered something this week. Uh-huh. 
um, I discovered that Snapchat has brought out a new AI feature. Yes. Now I, I heard don't about know this. if you Yeah, it's really weird. So yeah. I think it is like yeah, it's 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 actually quite interesting. It's almost becoming the next Google, I think. Like it's better than Google. It's actually insane. So I tried it out with my friend last night. Mm. Um I didn't want to accept it, so she accepted it. And then um we were just asking it questions and yeah. Like it, it is honestly terrifying how quickly and specifically it can respond to a question that you give it. Um, like it, it, I think people that are lonely will actually mm. talk to this feature. And yeah, yeah so, so I haven't actually explained what it is, but basically I, I got this chat from an AI and it is pretty much like just a, a robot that you can talk to in your Snapchat messages. Yeah, I saw someone using it yesterday as well, and I was like, "Wow, that I don't know." Like, I'm normally all about new tech. You can and stuff ask like it anything. That, but I, I, it's kind of scary. You're right. It's kind of scary how fast anything. it responds. Yeah, that's the terrifying thing. Like, you can write it. Uh, I saw um, someone do a TikTok on uh, like asking their AI to write them a like 600 word essay on the Vikings and Anglo-Saxons yeah. and. Yeah. It did it in like two seconds. Two seconds, yeah. That's the same as like... <laughs> you can that. ask it to write messages, like how would you construct a message for this? You could ask it to, I don't know, you could ask it the weather. It's literally the next Google, but better. And yeah. it's it's definitely like like kind of smart from a marketing point of view for Snapchat because like people are going to start referring to that AI instead of like Google and other apps supposedly. But I don't know. It's kind of scary. I'm not sure... I don't know. I don't know it's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know where the future of it's going because that's the same as chat GPT, right? Mm. Yeah, and I think it's scary how much these apps like are actually like learning. Like this sounds so, you know. Boomer. Yeah, boomer <laughs> alert. But like it is kind of scary like how much information they can read now, like everything that you're typing into that chat. And the creepy thing about it is it also asks you questions. Like, yeah. So it asks you questions and that's because it's trying to find out information about you to mm. specify your ads, mm. to spe- like to make it way more specific. I feel like I've kind of accepted, you know, like I don't have anything to hide. That's you know? the you thing. Can't, like, you kind of have to just absolve your yeah. um, privacy, I feel like. I'm also like at the end of the day, who actually cares? Like, if someone knows all this information about me, I, well, I don't care. You yeah. know everything you want to know. <laughs> like, I got nothing to hide. Yeah, there's nothing to hide. But yeah, anyway, I just thought that was quite yeah. interesting. It's kind of like a watch this space. Let's see what happens in five years with AI. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, well, well, Siri is essentially a kind of AI. Yeah. Except Siri. Siri's shit, though. Siri is Compared bad. to the Snapchat AI, yeah. I think Siri's terrible. Like, I'm driving in the car, I'm screaming, hey, Siri, at She's my not phone. helpful. She doesn't listen. <laughs> like, she doesn't. I'm yeah. trying to talk to her because I'm driving and, you know, <laughs> I'm a good driver. I'm not going to look at my phone. <laughs> but if I want to send a message. I do use her in the car well, if I'm like, hey, Siri, she doesn't call listen someone. To me. Like, she works. But oh, okay. She she's not very helpful any other time other no. than that. So, <laughs> no. yeah. Shall we get into the episode? Let's get into it. So as we said, today we're talking about feedback and communication. Um, And I suppose firstly, we want to kind of unpack why the heck we're talking about this. Yeah. One of the main reasons we're talking about this is because we believe that communication is the basis of all relationships. And we also think that we need to prioritize our relationships in our life because they they bring us value Mm. um, to our lives. But we also believe that relationships adapt and change as we go through life and they do require work. Totally. It's not something that's always effortless. No. 
I think that's one of the differences, I mean, as we transition into our 20s and whatever, that, you know, like your friendships do change with time and suddenly like now is a time when we're starting to realise maybe that you do need to put work into friendships and that they're not just going to be there for mm. nostalgia's sake, you know, like where you used to force together because you went to school together or you worked together or whatever. Now we can be a bit more picky and choosy. Um, and feedback is one of those ways in which we communicate our needs. Totally agree. Um, and I think that a lot of the time in friendships or any kind of relationship, we all try and avoid conflict. Totally, and I yeah. think it, there are difficult conversations that we don't like to have. But I think that's part of the reason we want to talk about this is because we think feedback is an important part of life and we think it's a skill to be able to give and receive that. So, it to- Yeah, I agree. A skill. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at it, I think, because it's not something that you just wake up and be like, oh, I know how to you know, give mm. feedback effectively now or I'm not going to get defensive and get all, yeah. you know, up in someone's face when they're trying to give me feedback. So mm. it's something def- we definitely need to learn. Yeah. Um, and like I've had a lecture on it at uni at the start of this year. They're talking about how to receive feedback, you know. So I think it is a skill. Um, yeah. And it's something that we need to develop. Like what do we actually mean when we're talking about feedback? I think we, we had a th- bit of a think about this before uh, recording this um, and we maybe are taking a bit of a different line to what Google's definition of feedback is because I suppose typically – I know maybe you're thinking about it in terms of like a work productivity sense um, in a bit more of a, you know, workspace environment. But we came up with a definition and we've said that feedback to us in this sense means communicating specific constructive thoughts that aim to improve a situation. And I think that the aim to improve the situation is the key point there. Like yeah. we're not just giving feedback to people just for the sake of it. We're giving it because we want to be able to mm-hmm. improve a relationship or mm. um we want to uh, help somebody improve a skill that they have or yeah. the way in which they're treating us or, or something like that. Like it's, it's yeah. aim directed. Yeah. And there, there are different types of feedback. Like there's positive feedback, mm-hmm. which highlights those points of strength. And then there's negative feedback, which I kind of like to say it's constructive, but I think all the feedback that we give mm. is, should be constructive. That's mm. the point. So, and those negative bits of feedback highlight probably more the points of weakness. So, um, but yeah, we give feedback all the time in small interactions, like what you're wearing, how you speak, what you should and shouldn't do and who you talk to. And yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a, a, an important part of life. It just happens all the time. As I was thinking about this more and more, I'm thinking, oh, you know, like we do, you do give feedback all the time. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of the things that we sort of want to emphasize what we think is kind of a practice. It should be expected within mm. maybe friendships if we're talking specifically about friendships that mm. that you would be expecting to receive feedback from your friends and the people who are giving it to you would expect you to be able to receive it relatively well mm. um it shouldn't be this big you know huge sit down conversation yes. where you deliver yeah. all of this information to someone in a kind of confrontational way it should be this practice that we're kind of doing all the doing time. all the time yeah so before we get into how we kind of give and receive feedback and maybe the bit of the specifics of it, um, maybe we want to talk about have we ever given or received feedback and how'd it go? Do you have an example in mind? Uh, I don't have a specific example of when I've given feedback. I think it's because it is one of those things. I feel like I, I'm quite an honest mm upfront person like I think I will like if something bothers me I'm kind of person that would probably say it yeah I, I don't think, think you've let it slide for too yeah, long yeah I don't mm. think I'd let it slide for too long and I think that's why I can't really think of like a specific example like other than with friends like when they come to something to me for advice on something like 
I can give them feedback on that. But I feel like, yeah, it happens all the time. So I can't think of a specific situation that I've given feedback, but it's always happening. I, I think where I've received feedback, mm. though, um, I would say definitely a lot in work. Um, mm. I, so I used to, I created window theatre for shop fronts. So I had to design, like come up with concepts. And if you don't know what window theatre is, it's essentially like creating decals and... Um, Spooch of stickers. Stickers. <laughs> stickers for the windows around um, shops. And I had to come for up with a concept. Yeah. For retail For a specific retail yeah. store. And I had to come up with a concept for that. And then I had to present it at work um, to like brand strategists and marketing team. And obviously all of that kind of work requires a lot of feedback. Mm. So... I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm kind of like used to people being like, oh, I don't like this, I don't like that. And that you kind of have to just learn to just take it. And, yeah. and it's just, it's nothing personal in that sense. This is not personal feedback. This is more like work-related, obviously. So that's about, you know, if someone doesn't like something that I've done, that's fine. And then we, we move on and we, we fix it. And um, it's about compromising, I think. Mm. So, yeah, but there's also been personal feedback in that as well. Like the way I deliver the information, I remember one of my, uh, managers would say to me, oh, like you need to deliver it with more confidence mm. because I think some of the time I don't fully believe in what I'm presenting or I'm not 100% happy with it, which when will I ever be 100% happy with that? No, that's you just can... the perfectionist in everyone. Yeah, the perfectionist it? in everyone wants everything to be perfect. So, and so, yeah, I think that that helped me though, them pulling me up on little things like that because you think that you can analyse yourself, but you can't. Mm. And when someone else brings something to your attention, you kind of are like, oh, I actually do do that. And I kind of do need to, even if I don't fully believe in the design or the concept, I need to kind of sometimes pretend in a way. Fake it. To, you got to fake it till you make it. But I, I think that has helped me in other areas of my life too, just learning, uh, taking feedback from those situations. So Yeah. And I think it's interesting like comparing the work versus personal situations, because I think in work, it's very expected that we're going to get feedback, right? Like that's how we improve mm. managers. Literally, they have to tell you what you're doing wrong so you can improve because mm. the company's got KPIs or, you know, whatever things mm. they've got to meet. But some, for some reason, when we're receiving personal feedback, it's so much harder to take, isn't it? Mm. We feel like we're being um, Attack. attacked. Mm. We get defensive. Um, and then it's just uncomfortable for everyone. So it's kind of just like this avoidance situation where we don't feel like we want to give people feedback because they're just going to get all funny about it, Mm. Um, which which we think shouldn't be the case. Izzy, have you got any – have you given or received some feedback, any specific examples? All the time, I'm sure, all the time. Um, I think I do have a specific example of giving feedback in mind um, where a friend wasn't behaving in a – the way that I would have expected as a friend, mm. upholding the values that I would have expected within a friendship in a reciprocal yeah. kind mm-hmm. of manner. And, um, yeah, so I get feedback that was a text message. For me, that was important to be able to say where I was coming from mm. um, and to be able... And how you felt. And how I felt. I don't think that it should have gone any other way. Like, even in retrospect, mm. I think that being upfront and honest and not letting those things continually slide is important is important yeah that's kind of an example that's that's freshish in my mind yeah and I I mean I think this is why like talking about this as well it is really difficult within friendships Mm. to give feedback because obviously you really care about the person you really value the friendship and 
it's just really sticky because we never want to have conflict with our friends. No. We never want to bring up things that maybe bother us because sometimes it is easier to just let it slide and yeah. to not worry about it. But I think it's hard because sometimes if you let lots of things slide over time, it kind of builds up and it, it creates resentment and it creates frustration. And, and then it kind of turns into a bigger conversation that is also just miscommunicated when it happens so I think it is important which is why we're kind of I guess like emphasizing that feedback should be something that is kind of given regularly yeah rather than one big not in big chunks and then it becomes Mm -hmm. this big kind of monster of an issue and then it's like where are my issues actually what are my issues that I have I can't discern what they are from each other anymore Mm. and how am I going to deliver that information if I don't even know in my own Mm. head what what issues or problems that I have Mm. um, with the friendship so I think it's tricky and have you had any examples where you've received feedback um I'm sure there is I mean I can think of many a situation where you've given me feedback um yep (laughs) I feel like we give feedback in our friendship all the time I think we've kind of you know we've kind of made it easier for each other in the Mm. sense that we kind of just say you know, if something p- piss you off, just tell me. Yeah. Like, just be There's honest. not too much that's off limits in our friendship, I think, yeah. which is <laughs> like, makes it easier. Yeah, hey, that annoys me. <laughs> that annoys me. Yeah. Stop <laughs> like, doing that. Yeah. Only going to have issues. I'll be throwing heads. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think that's kind of a good way to be sometimes because it means we're always on the same page and just kind of able to yeah. work through anything. With that all in mind, why is it important for us to clearly communicate our feelings or spe- or give those specific constructive thoughts in relationships? I think it all boils down to just being able to build meaningful connections with people, right? So we know that relationships are important and it seems kind of silly, but I came across something the other day that was mm. talking about how relationships don't need them to survive, but they add value to your survival. Mm. It's like, I thought that was an interesting way of thinking about it, you know, right? Being able to have connections with people, being honest and vulnerable with people, having shared interests and being able to, you know, share your feelings with each other and help each other work through things. I think it's really important. Um, And friendships are a big component of our interpersonal relationships. It's kind of a way that you show you care. Yeah, very friend, good point. Right? Like being yeah. totally honest with them. Yeah. So, yeah, I think feedback is just one of those ways in which we can deliver that. Mm. And I think it is really important for us as well as individuals because when someone gives you feedback, it kind of makes you reflect on something and go, oh, do I do that? Mm. Like, is that something I do? Maybe something's been brought to your attention that you're not aware of that you do. And it kind of creates um, a bit of introspection. So, and I think that that's really important part of, growing for all of us and like be the best version of ourselves we need that feedback um and I think overall feedback is just it's important because it's it's it happens everywhere but we all think that we all think the same yeah. and we absolutely don't and we all think we all know we're on the same page we absolutely we really are, are. yeah mm. <laughs> like and I think one of the things in work environments is that we always create assumptions and think Oh, like if I'm struggling in an area, my boss should know that. Like mm. they, they should already be aware of this. But not the case. No. I think that, you know, if you're struggling in an area at work or, or maybe you're not feeling appreciated or maybe, you know, just because they are your boss doesn't mean that you don't have the right to have a conversation with them and say, you know, I've been feeling this way lately or I'm really struggling in this area because how are they supposed to know that? And it works the same way. Um, you know, if there's an area that you're maybe not excelling in as well, obviously your boss should be giving you that feedback in that Mm. rather than assuming you're just going to pick it up and be amazing at it next week. You know, I think that this is an important thing, like not to create those assumptions. 
I think there's a time and a place for all kind of feedback, right? Um, and sometimes we need to evaluate whether we should or shouldn't be giving feedback. Is it appropriate time? Is it something that I can emotionally deal with? Mm. Um, so I think we want to touch on, obviously, probably importantly, is when we should give feedback, right? And I think one of the key indicators of that is that we're becoming slightly resentful or frustrated within a relationship or friendship. So something's building, it's been bothering us. Mm. Um, and I think that's a sign that you need to say something. Yeah, I agree with that. Or if you feel like you're slightly like overstepping your boundaries in a way, like, you know, maybe you're you're going above and beyond for someone and it's not being reciprocated mm. the same. Well, specifically in dating, I think that's a a good one again about the assumptions is not but just being honest can we just normalize being honest yeah. in the dating world like yeah. if you're not feeling it you're not vibing just or say just, not feeling it. just say hey like I've had a great time but I don't I didn't vibe or and whatever like I don't think we need to ghost each other and we need to just you know it's we all avoid those awkward conversations but just wouldn't it be so much easier if everyone in the world like didn't assume things and everyone just clearly communicated everything everything would like, be Sunshine and rosy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, to an extent, we don't want to be too brutally honest no, no, in life, no, no. but well, yeah, you can say something nice and yeah, move on. So when should we not provide feedback? Yes, well, I think this is a good thing to chat about because I think there is appropriate times, as we've said, mm. and inappropriate times to provide feedback. I think sometimes things maybe are a bit out of our depth, like, yeah. and I think sometimes maybe we need to redirect that feedback to someone else, like, you know. Maybe your friend is kind of like going through some really heavy rough stuff. times, mm. heavy stuff, and maybe you're not equipped to deal with that. So maybe that's something, maybe you can still provide feedback in the sense, look, I think it would be a good idea if you went and saw someone. Yeah, well, that still is feedback. It's still it? feedback, but maybe, you know, sometimes that feedback can be out of your depth. So you handball it to someone who can. There is a limit to how much feedback somebody can take right like it's true it's tiring if I was mm -hmm. telling you every five seconds uh you, really annoys me when you do this it really annoys really me when you do this. this it annoys me when you do you've that you've got to work on you, this you've got to work on that you yeah do this. it's that's tiring and that's too much kind of mean that's just me yeah yeah <laughs> so I think well it's bullying right it's it's essentially <laughs> bullying <laughs> so obviously we're not saying that everyone should be brutally honest and should be giving mm -hmm. feedback willy-nilly left right and center to everybody um, there is a limit to it um, and it depends what it is about. Um, I also think that there are some things that you can let slide occasionally, right? Oh, and maybe it's something that like they can't change. Like we've said this before, but mm. if someone can't fix something in five seconds, then it's not something you mention. What's the best way to go about giving feedback? Because this is the part that's tricky. It's how do we have those difficult conversations and give constructive thoughts? Well, it's hard. I think it's hard. Mm. And I think that the first thing that we want to do is establish why am I giving this feedback? So thinking about what my actual issues are that I have in this situation and being very clear on those in your mind. Because I think we've, we've had conversations about where we want to be giving feedback to friends, but being a bit muddled about what the actual source of the issue is, right? Like this is true, yeah. First, you need to consolidate what that issue is and have a think about, is this going to be a constructive conversation? And is this something that can be um, improved or worked upon. I think then you have a think about the timeliness of it, right? So I think feedback needs to be delivered pretty close to when the event of the thing happened. Mm. Um, so if you said something rude to me, for example, that I found offensive, I don't think it, there's any point me holding that 
inside and getting frustrated and bring about it, up it three weeks later. And bringing it up mm. three weeks later when we're having an argument maybe about something else. <laughs> Not that we have arguments. <laughs> we really don't have we arguments. We don't. But <laughs> hypothetically. Well, I think this is relevant in relationships of like partners. Mm. Like you mm. have an argument and you're like, you know, you're both highly emotional at that point and there's a lot of there's a lot going on. Everyone's angry, everyone's upset. Sometimes, you know, I think in those situations, it's better to be a bit more considered and have that time away from each other just to sit and think about what you actually want to say and um, not I think get too swept up in the emotions yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think another thing we talk about um, is, is like whether to do that over text or whether to do it in person because in those situations where maybe you've had a really disagreement with your partner or something or a friendship or anything like that, sometimes we can be a lot more articulate and uh, like when we have the time to think about our feelings and the way we want to approach the situation, we can actually give much better feedback than we would in person one-on-one with someone. I think very often our thoughts and emotions can get so clouded Mm because I feel like I've found myself in situations trying to have a honest conversation with someone in person and then afterwards I think, ah, it's not actually what I meant to say. Yeah. You know, I've not got across how the I was feeling point. and what my point was. And then I feel like I've just made it more confusing. So yes. I think and there are situations where texting is really useful. I, I agree, definitely. And the other thing is thinking about how the other person receives feedback. Mm. Like how does that person best receive feedback? When you tell them in person, do they straight up get defensive? Do they start over-talking you? Do they not let you have your say? Because then maybe it is better if you have that time to sit and think and write down all your thoughts and then leave that message with them to think about on their in their own time where they can't just, you know, straight up say something back at your face. Yeah. Because I think that's something that, that can get frustrating for you mm. as the giver mm. of the feedback too. Just in general, if like we were going to kind of yeah. sum it up, I yeah. feel like being prepared, being specific and yep. following up um, afterwards yeah. are kind of important things to remember when we're giving feedback so we're not just dropping a bomb on someone um yes you know like mm. especially in a work situation I suppose follow-up is is easier because uh, we, we'll check in on that project yeah. in however many more weeks and we'll see how you're going but I think even in friendships you know if someone's coming to you for advice and you're giving them feedback on a situation like checking mm. in with them later on and say oh how is that going you know like yeah how did you receive what I've said yeah not leaving that ambiguity for Ambig- ambiguity ambiguity <laughs> for like assumptions to be made and things like that yeah I think the other thing with feedback is how you deliver it um I feel like we haven't really spoken like you know we're saying you should be honest and we're saying that you should just you know make sure you're telling your friends how you feel and this and that but we're mm-hmm. not I think there's a difference between being honest and being an asshole like oh, you can say yeah. you know you know like you need to work on that you shit at this yeah. like that's not a great way to give feedback no. I think like there is a thoughtful way to compose your thoughts and feelings and I think that that's really, really important because we need to be precious. We're dealing with people's emotions here and and especially when it is a friend or a relationship that you really care mm. about, delivering that feedback in a brutal way is going to hurt the other person. So I think it's about being really careful about how you deliver it. Mm. And I think that's maybe why we like the um, the definition that we came up with is like about improving the situation, right? Like we've got to keep that in the back of our mind. If mm. we're just saying something just to get yeah, it off point. our chest or just because it's bothering us, but not thinking about how the other person can actually work on that. Is this something that we need to, to fix? Yeah. It's just, there's, th- there's thoughtful ways to provide feedback mm. rather than just being like brutally honest or rude about it. There's definitely a difference between being honest and being rude. And I think mm. you, there's, there's, there's a way to go about it. So with that in mind, do you think that, 
I mean, when you hear f- talk about feedback, I feel mm. like the first thing that people say is, it's got to be in a compliment sandwich. Mm. How do you feel about that mm. sort of process? I think I feel that... I think it's it's a way to provide feedback. As I said, like I think feedback should be given thoughtfully, mm. especially depending on the situation. You know, if it's a bigger issue, mm. I think you do need to think about a way to compose it thoughtfully. But I also think that, yeah, we don't want to be just lying and, you know, saying whatever for the sake of it to kind of make it, I don't know. I don't think you have to follow that specific process. I think it's just a good concept to mm. kind of make sure, you know, when you are giving someone feedback, maybe – I think this probably more applies in a work situation, if I'm being yeah. honest. Like if you're doing this really well, but you could probably work on this mm. um, and then, yeah. And then but, another good thing. And then another good thing. <laughs> it does feel a bit awkward. It depends on what the situation is, yeah. I think. But what do you think about it? I think I used to think that it was the – you know, the 101 of feedback, like that's yeah. how you do it. That's how you should do it. feel like it's a little bit problematic uh, in the sense that it's somewhat undermining the trust that you have with a person to just be honest with you. So if this I, is true, yeah. I think if, if I can't just say the feedback that I have and I have to kind of, for lack of a better word, hide it within other positive feedback. Mm. I think that can be imbuing, yeah, a kind of sense of distrust in the relationship. Um, I think there are other issues, you know, if got to wait around until I've kind of got some positive feedback to yeah. sandwich it within, I think well, then maybe it's not timely. And I think that it's, I think, well, I suppose it depends on the situation again, but it's sort of aiming, it's placating someone's feelings by trying to soften the blow. Um, when I think that we mm. shouldn't need to do that. Like our negative feedback should be delivered in such a way that it is constructive and it's goal-oriented and that we don't yes. need to be kind of squishing it within, you know, maybe fabricated positive feedback. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just more about how you deliver the negative feedback rather than necessarily you have to say something positive. Yeah. I don't think, I think it's just about constructing that feedback in a in a gentle way. But what about receiving it? This is something that, you know, is is difficult for a lot of us. I think, as we said earlier, we tend to get defensive about things. We feel like we're being attacked, you know, even if it's not something that's personal, like someone just says something like, oh, you could have, like, you know, oh, I'm not sure about this. And it's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. you know, and it's just like straight up defensiveness. And I think how can we better receive feedback? Yeah, well, I think it's tricky. I think I was thinking about myself and I do think that I can think of situations where I've got overly defensive. Yeah. Um, and then oh, I think it was not that, not that long ago, we, we had a conversation about something and I remember thinking afterwards, you know, I had gotten a bit defensive and then not long after that, like, then you feel, oh, this is silly. Like, why am I getting defensive? And then you feel a bit embarrassed because yeah. I'm, why am I blowing up over mm-hmm. nothing? She's being honest with me and saying, you know, how she feels about something. And yeah. I think the embarrassment defensiveness comes from, you know, that they're right, right? Yeah. But I also think you don't have to beat yourself up for getting defensive. I think everyone does it. Oh, and I think yeah. it's a natural thing to do. I think it's mm. just, it's honestly just an, a part of our instinct to like protect ourselves. Self-care. And naturally we want to defend something we're passionate about or ourselves and protect ourselves from that kind of attack, quote unquote. Um, but I do think, yeah, I think we can... I think part of us talking about this is to try and think of feedback in more of a positive way. Like it's kind of a generous thing for someone to do in a way, like someone's giving you some food for thought, something for you to think about that you can potentially help you, that can potentially help you grow as a person and, and get closer to being that best version of yourself. 
Yeah, I think that's a nice way to think about it. And I think that when we're receiving feedback, it's it's good if we sit there and remind ourselves that and maybe, you know, literally try and zip our lips and let them say what they want to say. It's a give and take on both sides, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the whole listening thing. And I think all of us can, like everyone can get better at that. I think, yeah, just letting the other person say what they need to say before you like respond to it all. Mm. Just taking it in and like thinking about it for one second, taking a deep breath and being mm. like, hang on, maybe there is something in there that they're actually right about and mm. maybe I need to work on that. Um, and, and if you do think they're completely wrong, maybe you can still have to hear what they need to say. But the other thing I was reading in the week is from a quote from Adam Grant, but he says, when someone offers you feedback you don't like, the ideal response is not to ignore it, it's to seek more perspectives. Mm. Um, so one person's reaction is an opinion if multiple people make the same point it's a pattern and the best way to grow is to find that reoccurring signal so I guess essentially what he means by that is that if someone's told you something that you don't like about you yourself or and you know you're not sure if you actually do that talk to your other friends about it and be like hey do I do this like get another opinion and and that this specifically like in design that's something that I've done a lot too like you know if I've done something and I don't I don't know if it's good I need to get feedback from multiple people because what one person likes might not be what someone else likes and everyone has very different opinions on things so I guess like I, I guess we're kind of asking when should you maybe tap out of giving feedback because mm. I think this there is sometimes points where you know maybe you've been going on about the same issue with with people for mm. multiple months now or like you know it's come up in conversation heaps of times and there's Absolutely nothing wrong with that of a friend and you're not being emotionally drained by it at all or anything like that. But I think like sometimes we can feel unheard as the person giving feedback and that can be quite frustrating because mm. you're going around in circles and you're like, oh, I told them to do this and they're not following any of my advice or anything like that, which is fine because people make their own decisions and do whatever. But I think um, there are some situations where we can give people feedback or there is something that annoys us or maybe there are certain situations where we can't solve an issue. I mm. think that's something important to remember as the person giving feedback. We can't always solve something about someone. Like sometimes we, we really can, I think. Well, we really can. <laughs> yeah. we can. Sorry, you're right. It's totally out of our control. But I think there are some situations where people just do things that are going to annoy us and maybe that's a part of their character and that's not something that we can change. And uh, Izzy and I say this, but sometimes we believe people have fatal flaws. Mm. Um, and I think this is an important thing to note because I'd never thought about it before, but it's true. I think every one of your friends, every relationship you'll have, someone, everyone's got flaws. Everyone's got something that they are not perfect with or something that they might do that annoys people. Um, and I think that there comes a point where um, sometimes it's not a matter of trying to change that person or trying to help them improve but sometimes it's about you as the person with that thought about accepting it from them as a friend you're like I want this person in my life they do this thing that annoys me but you know what I don't think I can change it so no I I think it's just about accepting that I still want them in my life and that's that yeah I think it's it's tricky when it's um those kinds of close friendships especially when there's something that yeah kind of keeps niggling you about a person maybe they're always late you know, yes, like this is a good, never, that's a good example. Never rock up on time. That's to, me. <laughs> it literally is you. My it literally is blue. I was thinking about this <laughs> before. A, I was like, actually what me. is your friend's fatal flaw? It's you're late. Yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> maybe I'm late everywhere. Even if I get up early, if I get up late. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm late if I get up late, but. 
what time? What time are we supposed to be here today? Um, I'm always like, yeah. Anyway, so the anyway. Po- the point is, is that <laughs> sorry, calling you out. The point is, is that that's a great I, example. You I know, like I could tell you five bajillion times, you're running late and it's annoying me, or <laughs> we're having a heart to heart here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I could just kind of accept that it's, you know, there aren't too many other things about you that annoy me. <laughs> If that's the only thing I have to deal with, then maybe I'll just let it slide, you know, yeah. and make accommodations for it. I'll tell you next time to come at nine and maybe you'll be here at 9.30, you know? Exactly. So, well, I think that's what you did today because we were originally today. planning to meet at 10 and she's like, let's do 9.30 and I still rocked up at And like you still 10, rocked up 10. at 10. And I love when you get a message saying, I'm five minutes away. Um, because so 15 minutes away is what 15, I mean. But you literally live across the road, so I'm not sure what's taking so long for you to get here. In my head, I'm like, oh, this will take five minutes and it just ends up taking 15 minutes. So but what were you doing? That's why I don't Getting understand. out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. He's still in bed. Uh, probably low-key was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think that fatal flaw thing is a good point. And, you know, there are some things that we do have to just accept within relationships. Yeah. Well, we don't have to, but we choose to because we mm. want to maintain that relationship. We've been talking about feedback a lot. Like, that's why this has come up as one of our topics because it's on our mind it's on our mind since starting this potty together we like have to be honest about our feelings and the way we communicate with each other because we're working on a project together and like it requires a lot of time it requires energy it requires us to communicate Mm. it requires us to figure out our schedules together Mm. so and it it it's challenging in that sense, especially because I'm uh, fun employed at the moment <laughs> and Isabel, Izzy, is um, doing med school. So she's, you know, flat out. So we have very different schedules and I think trying to align things and make things work, we've had to communicate a lot. Yeah, I think it's a perfect example. I know we keep bringing up the podcast as examples for everything. Well, like, this is all new to us it's and, and it requires us. a lot of feedback. So, yeah. yeah. And I think... I mean, kind of as we said earlier, like we do expect feedback from each other and I think there have been lots of situations where we've had to give each other feedback, um, you know, specifically around the scheduling. That's a good example. When we started doing this back in whatever month it was and we started mm. thinking about it. Um, we had know, free time. We had free time and Both over time, you know, those expectations have changed or shifted slightly mm. in terms of what we're able to uh, commit to and all that sort of thing and the whole time we've just had to be honest with each other and maybe at times we haven't been super necessarily yes. all the time with each other making assumptions of each other which yeah. I think you know is where the seat of our kind of feedback situations lie mm-hmm. and we have to adapt to it so we need to be constantly communicating to be able to make this work out so yeah just us being honest with each other because obviously we the most important thing at the end of the day for us is our friendship and on that note, guys, we would love if you would give us some feedback, actually. Um, we've spoken long enough about feedback now, and um, I think hopefully we've given you guys some food for thought. Some food for thought, exactly. Um, thinking about how you can best give feedback, how you can best take feedback. Maybe if you've got any other thoughts about this topic that you want to give us some feedback on. Yeah, please. Slide into our DMs on Instagram at amusingpodcast underscore and share all the amusement with your friends and family. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day or not and don't forget to muse and be amused by life. We'll catch you next time. Bye. See you later.